Hello, hello, and welcome. You're listening to The Intersect. It's me, Noah Coots, along with my ingenious co-host, Michael Bernard. <laughs> ingenious? Nice. Yeah, I'm calling you smart today because I'm in a good mood. Good mood. That's good. Have a fun time at work? Uh, honestly, no. It was like one of the most boring days of work I've had. Um, I honestly had to sit around and wait for the software developers to uh, roll out an update. So I was kind of just sitting around for a good six hours among my 10 hours of work today just waiting for me to be able to test the system. Um, but they were doing their own thing, which was annoying. Because tomorrow, um, I'll be working with my team to present uh, our system to the logistics, global logistics um, director, as well as the regional logistics director of um, the site I'm working at here in Maryland, and show them the systems my company does, and show how it's effective. And so I was just like, damn, I can't wait for me to finally be able to test the systems so I can be sure it works. But, you know... I couldn't do that because software developers were being annoying. Okay. I mean, this sounds like you got paid to do a lot of nothing at work. True. I mean, I scrolled Reddit, but the thing is, it's like, I don't like that. I, I, I feel bad because I'm like, I'm getting paid to get bored and almost fall asleep out of boredom. I'm literally just pacing around, like messing around and looking at every single tiny detail of the machines to make sure everything's perfect. Like, I don't know. Um, Noah. I need something to focus on other than nothing. Then f- focus on factional media. <laughs> True. I guess I could do that. Um, but I just feel like it's questionable to work on other projects while you're at work. No, if you don't, as long as you don't have, as long as the projects don't interfere with each other, it's not a big deal. Yeah, no. I'm instead developing my own, like, um, Python scripts for testing systems. So, I mean, I'm still doing something, but... Like, I don't know, it's, I, I, I'm not a fan of sitting down in front of a computer all day. I need to move around or else I'll like fall asleep on the computer. It's kind of bad. That's fair. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, this week I've been especially tired because I have no idea. Kareem visited this weekend and then since then my sleep schedule has been out of whack. Uh, Kareem is a mutual friend of Noah and ours. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and you guys also had a day off on Monday. Yes, Juneteenth. Lucky bastards. Yes, we had Juneteenth off because power to the people. Happy Emancipation Day. Um, yeah. I mean, even at work, it's been quiet because we had Juneteenth celebrations, discussions, and sh- short weeks. There's not much. There's less to do on shorter weeks than there are in normal weeks. So it is what it is. Hmm. Oh, God, maybe I'm tired. I mean, I just recorded off the screen right before this, so it's just uh, just work, 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 work. Yeah, Kareem visited. That was hella fun. This weekend was fun for me. Work is work, and I like my job. So even if I have nothing to do, it's great sometimes. Because other times I have a lot of things to do, and I don't sit down. Like, the other day, I didn't sit down at my desk until, like, 3 p.m. Or, no, 2, because I had my lunch. But, yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Like, you're just messing around for it? No, because I have stuff, because my job is to respond to people's issues or prep for meetings or whatever. So, it was just like, 
I was just running around. Oh, so you're basically IT help desk. That's a well, it says desktop technician, but yes. Your IT help desk. I'm a technician. Okay. I'm a desktop technician, Noah. Help desk. Technician. Help desk. Technician. <laughs> uh, do not belittle my title. Um, but yeah, that's okay. You're a desktop technician. I don't really think that sounds any more interesting. I mean, I guess you at least have technician in name, which makes you sound like, oh, you're at least functional. You're not just sitting there. You're at least, like, doing maintenance or whatever. Okay, Noah. Have, have, have your fun. Just, I, I get to have a life outside of work. <laughs> I get to have a life outside of work, too, sometimes. Usually only the weekends. I mean, I went for a little road trip this weekend. I had a lot of fun with that. Oh, yeah. You went to, what was it, North Carolina? Yeah. I drove down all the way from Maryland down to North Carolina and Raleigh. I stayed there. And also, I took the time to actually visit some of the other cities, like Richmond and Virginia, Washington, D.C. for a little bit and stuff like that. It was fun. Really fun, actually. Okay. But see, I get to have fun. Well, usually because of podcast stuff. From Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I get to have fun at, after work. But yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's an interesting spot to be in. Well, I don't know. I just, I have no life. I mean, actually, no. I very much do have a life, and I get to have a. I get a lot of fun things that come along with travel, but it's certainly not a social life. It's a. I get to explore a lot. I get to have a bunch of cool things to talk about and pictures to show, but not really the chance to hang out with people as much for sure after I work and so on. But yeah. Uh. Just the life of a of a of a professional twenty year old. Oh yeah. Um, but anyways, actually, now this is making me think. I was thinking about something, and I feel like you might hate this decision. Oh God. Okay. What is it? I am very tempted to consider moving down south. Why? Because you work there all the time. Because the property values are cheaper. cheaper. It's so much cheaper. And the reality is I spend most of my time traveling anyways. Why not just go somewhere where the tax, where there are less taxes and the property and food and all that stuff is cheaper. All right. I mean, if you also have to be near a major airport, so you're in Atlanta. So, no, what I'm actually looking at is um, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond is a major airport hub? It has an international airport. It doesn't have to be major. Uh, I guess that's such a weird spot to be in. It's like I want to be in the home of the Confederacy. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's it's honestly, I really liked the town um, when I explored it. I think it was pretty cool, and I think it's also starting to be like. It seems like there is a very interesting community developing. It's not as much of a like. Rally is boring compared to. Well, Rally is a nice big town, but it's really boring compared to. Um, let's say Richmond or New York City or stuff like that. It's very similar to Boston in the way where it's like, it seems like a town where there's a lot going on. It's busy, but it's not as I would, entertaining. I would not compare there's Rally. Not the same amount of life. I would not compare Rally to Boston. Boston at least has a nightlife to talk about. Eh, okay, valid. But I don't know. Um, Richmond seems nice because it also seems to have, I don't know, there's something about it 
that kind of just hit me as like, this is actually a nice place to live. And I also looked into it. The cost of living there is not that expensive. Um, in terms of what I have access to, I get fast internet if I'm there. There's a decent sized airport nearby. And also if it's cheaper to live there and I pay less taxes in the end, even the slight extra costs I need to have because I need to drive around more to get places, I think makes up for it. All right. You do you. Good or... But also, um, you know, I might as well just not go live anywhere and not pay rent because I'll just stay. Aren't you a nomad? Um, basically. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. But I need, a re- I, I need a residence and an address somewhere because you kind of can't survive in the U.S. without an address. I mean, we've been very good at denying Native Americans addresses. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, yeah, I just thought it would be something worth mentioning. Um, I don't know. I actually kind of like the South. Um, maybe because I've not lived there and I've only visited there and uh, kind of only been in the nice city areas. But it's not that bad, I think. I don't, I don't know. Uh, for the South, I have... Excluding Florida, because Florida is its own little special place. Um, I've only been... Yeah, Florida's reverse America. It's the more south you go, the more liberal it gets. That's not how it works for Florida or Texas or Louisiana or... Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I proved my point with just that. Uh, te- Florida's very Republican. DeSantis is from there. Um, oh, they had like the most amount of people who tried to uh, overturn the government in January 6th, Florida. Yeah, but also Florida is a swing state. It's not. No, that it Republican. isn't. It is not a swing you state. Sure? It has a Republican governor, Republican senators, Republican state legislatures, and they haven't voted for a Democratic in the presidential since 2008. They're not exactly. Okay, valid. <laughs> like, but also, uh, what else is there about they, I Actually, they have one of the most extreme Republican governors. Who's yeah, shaking um, down Disney and corporations that he doesn't like. Who, who, who um, wants to ban abortion until like 15 weeks. Who doesn't support major gun regulations. Mind you, his state is the, the, is the spot of the Pulse Massacre shooting. One of the deadliest uh, shootings ever with like uh, 50 plus dead at a gay nightclub and uh, and Parkland where what was it uh, a, over a dozen high school children were murdered on top of that we were, it's the do not say gay b- uh, state um, like they are they are not a swing state they're not purple okay I guess yeah things changed a bit but it's still I would say a bit more democratic than a lot of other states that are thought of as republican you're thinking of Miami. You're thinking of the cities. Yeah, true. But what else have I seen in Florida other than the cities? Let's be honest. Do I really want to go in Florida, like in parts that are not the city or Key West? I mean, dude, you better check out the swamplands of Florida, um, which are... The Everglades? Yeah, let's go there. Have fun. I've been there plenty of times. It's a national park. You don't have people voting. Well, I guess maybe the alligators vote. Do, do they have a say in the government? <laughs> I don't know. As long as you're not a taxpayer who's going to end up paying more money because they keep banning co- companies they don't like. Yeah. 
Anyways, uh, okay, oh, not no, the Everglades are fine. Um, I'm thinking more central. Okay, do you want to go off on a big tangent? Uh, this entire conversation has been a big tangent. Okay, anyways, um, Florida, that's the governor you're talking about, Ron DeSantis, right? Yes. The early 2024 favorite. Yes, I, I'm actually going to talk about it quickly. Um, I don't know how many people have a similar opinion, but I think that um, he is more likely to become president than Trump. Yes. Oh, were you expecting disagreement? Oh. Uh, well, I'd rather say I wouldn't expect you to disagree. I would expect a lot of people who do not pay attention to right-wing politics okay. to um this, the simple reasons disagree. are is um, DeSantis actually got shit done. Trump historically yes. has only managed to lower taxes and create a trade war. Uh. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, I feel like this is worth mentioning because even though I would say a lot of people might be thinking this right now, I feel like a lot of people who do not pay attention to politics, at least in this manner, who just... They probably still think Trump is the name out there because he, I don't know, he just well, built that reputation not, not, for himself. Okay, let's let's be clear. When we say he, uh, DeSantis is more likely to win, it's not because Donald Trump is a is a suddenly a pariah in the Republican Party. They still fucking love to do. Oh, he's just eighty years old, and DeSantis seems to be is a lot younger, a lot more intellectual, and actually passed laws and stuff that his base likes. Yeah, and also because Trump still managed to piss off a lot of people from his own party, not going to lie. Yeah, and Trump already lost an election. They don't like losers. Exactly. He's a big loser. Yeah. So Um, anyways, um, this is just interesting because I also think that it's very likely we're going to have a Republican president after this term. Yeah, it's rare to have... The last time we had a string of one-term presidents, it was... Um, pre-depression? No. I don't know. It's been a while. Like, because one-term presidents are rare. Like, yeah, you had George H.W. Bush. You had Carter. Technically, Nixon didn't finish his full term because, you know, he committed crimes. But just because you commit a lot of crimes don't mean doesn't mean you get kicked out. <laughs> Trump. Um, or Iran-Contra, Nixon... Or Bill Clinton perjury. Uh, um, but anyways, what I'm saying is, it's like, it, it's it's rare to have like two back to back one term presidents. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I am kind of expecting it to happen, and I think it will be interesting. Um, am I really looking forward to having Ron as our new leader of the executive branch? Um, I don't know. Like, he doesn't really seem like my kind of guy. He's a but... capable version of Trump. Which I think is scary. Yes. Well, okay. I, I was about to say capable does seem scarier to some extent because, you know. Um, like, what I'll say is the country would be a lot more stable under DeSantis than it was under Trump. Because under Trump, remember. He's going to make a lot less absolutely stupid decisions. But that also doesn't mean that he isn't going to push his agenda, which is probably just as bad as, well. In my opinion, it's not. It's not like it's Trump not like a bunch of people said he basically discriminated against uh, black people, but the court said it's too late to change the map, so the so the maps stay. Oh wait, <laughs> that did happen. 
Don't worry. I'm so sure. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's a great friend to the LGBTQ community. Uh, community. That's why he said it's a not. There, no one's allowed to talk about them in school, or the fact that climate change yeah. is not a term you can talk about at work. Or if you disagree with him, then he'll punish you with the with with the state. Or that if he doesn't like what you're saying, then uh, cars are legally allowed to run you over. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a good chance he's gonna be our next president. Anyways, I don't know why we we that was a weird tangent of weird tangent. We don't we don't do Look elections that. usually, especially. In- well, you see, here's the thing I find interesting. It's it's well, actually, I was gonna say it's not election season yet, but actually, it kind of is where I am right now. Yeah, there um, are primaries. Wherever I'm driving, current. Yeah, so I don't know. They, they might be coming up, but the. See, primaries I, I are happening like right now and then the election is in november the midterm elections yeah but here's the thing um right now here in maryland in the county i am uh working in i've been driving around and i see all of these big banners all over the place for people you should vote for as like the state clerk or the state representative and so on for the specific county and it's absolutely incredible because i'm like Oh my God, it's back to election season, but it's not for the presidential candidates. It's specifically for um, local politics, which to me is both like uh, back to this kind of, uh, I don't know, this kind of competitive spirits of uh, let's all hate each other. Um, but, But the thing is also, what is it? I just am so interested in seeing how these people are suddenly so involved in local politics at the county level. Well, most people usually don't give a shit. Okay. Um, a couple of things about that. A, the reason in this podcast we don't talk about local politics that often, unless it's specifically Boston or New York City, you know, the or New York State, the two states that Noah and I have lived in. And I guess if you stay enough in Maryland, we get to talk about that too is because it's so specific to your area that it matters that a to have a better under a good understanding of whoever our listeners are whether you're in like austin or like seattle or whatever it requires way too much expertise on our part to know what's specifically happening in your elections or whatever but like anytime we talk about an issue whether it's uh, tax, we don't we don't really talk tax policy, but like uh, go, uh, infrastructure, we talk about criminal justice reform, we talk about um, uh, subsidies for electric cars, we talk about all that type of stuff. Those uh, those decisions are made at a local level. They're made through your county government. They're made through your city, town, mayor, and state. Depending on the state, your city or town might have different powers, but like. Those are decisions that are not made by the federal government. Where or not... Okay, but here's the thing I want to talk about. Because this is actually also... I feel like we're actually pushing this issue. But the reality is... The way I perceive local politics is... If you are more involved in local politics... You're more likely to see a change based on your uh, participation... In the world around you... Than if you're only involved in federal level of politics... But at the same time, local means that you can only reach a very specific audience in a very specific location. The reality is in this world where we produce media, 
What's important is to have an audience. And therefore, you don't want to focus on something local. You want to focus on something general, like federal politics. Yeah, that's the nationalization of, of uh, electoral politics, of uh, local politics. Yes, which is why the reality is it's even in our case where we have a podcast, it's absolutely um, it would be stupid to some extent to discuss local politics in a specific county because most people would not care about it. It would be interesting, though, to do it like as a case study of, hey, look at this specific set of events that happened in this county, which leads to an interesting story. But the reality is it's not worth talking about it most of the time. No, but I'm just saying, but, look, we, uh, talk we'll about, say, we talk about our own cities and we talk about the states we've lived in. The reason the news media yes, is so focused on New York is because all of them are headquartered in New York. <laughs> yes, but he, here's the thing. Um, but it is important, and I think it's important to also just acknowledge the existence of local politics and push people to be involved in it. I think everyone should be involved in at least the politics of their town and their county and their state because you're more likely to see change and something positive come out of your participation in it. And yes, it's boring. And yes, it's not as interesting to talk about because not everyone can relate to it. Speak for yourself. But I find it fascinating. Okay, yes, I think it's fascinating too, to some extent. But have you ever been to a town hall meeting? I've watched town hall meetings. Because that shit is full of retired old people and it's very slow and boring and you want to fall Well, yeah, the thing is they have time because they don't work because they're old and they've already sucked the economy out of everything viable. Yeah, okay. But anyways, other than that, I, I, I feel like it's worth mentioning. The fact that you only see things related to your federal, to the country and media is bad because I think it pushes people to have less interest and be less involved in local politics. So I'll say it here. Even if we usually don't discuss something going on in your area, you should educate yourself on it. I know it's annoying to educate yourself because that involves research and involves putting in effort, and I am too tired to do that. I just want to take a nap instead, you know. Um, okay, so we'll have if you want we'll, be, we'll have a special uh, we'll have a local election special episode. How about that, Noah? Since you since you're a new you're you're still under a year of being an American, we will have an episode where we talk about local government and politics. I mean, it, honestly, it would be interesting to give a crash course. On it it is important. I'm trying to give as general a view on things. I mean, but I just don't know. I don't was know. it most Americans? This is a random tangent, and I feel like it's an interesting topic. Okay, to most Americans can't name the three branches of the federal government. Even less Americans can name their senators. Even less Americans can name their congressmen, and even less Americans can. Okay, maybe not even less than their congressman, but not that many Americans can name their governor. Wait, aren't the three branches the Democrats, the Republicans, and the Independents? I can't tell if you're joking. I'm going to ignore <laughs> you. Anyways. <laughs> Those are called parties. Uh, in yeah. the, there's no independent party. But it can be registered as an independent. Yeah. Well, no, you can register as a non-affiliated. No, one day ask you, you say independent on it. Okay. At least that's what it was like. Okay, either way, non-affiliated, not uh, independent is whatever. Because when people think third party, they think of like the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, the People's Party, the Rainbow Party. And I'm running out of third parties in the United States. They don't really do anything. So, yeah, um, that's what I meant. That's why I said I just said non-affiliated. 
No, um, mm-hmm. local elections matter, and they have. Uh, oh, uh, did we talked about Roe v. Wade on this podcast, right? We have okay. plenty of times. Okay. Um, I remember when I asked the question as who the hell is Roe and who the hell is Wade? And then I think you explained me it's not people. Uh, Roe is anonymous. Wade is Wade County. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So when uh, so the Supreme Court decision, uh, the expected Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade um, is that Roe v. Wade will no longer be protected at the federal level. So there's no fe- federal right to an abortion. That's what happens if they repeal Roe v. Wade. What that means is your local. In this case, it's going to be state in most cases because preemption laws or whatever. Uh, it's your state matters. They're the ones who gets to decide whether abortion is going to be legal in their state or not. So if you care about that issue, you have to talk to your state you have to talk to your governor your um state house your state representative um different states have different setups like in texas they only meet one week one week every two years or something like that unless there's a special session um other times they meet regularly so it depends on your state and they're the ones who actually make the decisions of how your day-to-day life is affected the federal government deals with big, big stuff, big shit. They don't really care about, like, say, your local housing zoning rules. They don't. It's beyond their purview. They don't care about this city's uh, criminal justice system. They don't care if your police budget balloons by 11 billion and your education budget uh, declines by 1 billion. That's an example of New York City. Um, so like that's why local elections and rules matter. They get to decide what gun laws and regulations there are. They get to decide if you only have a cable monopoly or should you encourage investment from another one or should you have a municipal uh, cable. So local elections matter. There are, reason, there are practical reasons of why we don't discuss every local election. Um, we will talk about it when it's our home states or our hometowns because we have an interest in it. And I think through that lens, people can, can adapt it to their own situations. But local elections matter. Anyways, <laughs> I think this has been a long you know tangent. What? And yeah. we should take a break. All righty. We're back. We are back indeed. And now we're going to stop going off this tangent that I brought up where we start talking about, I don't know, presidential elections way too early and then local politics. Okay. Anyways, let's, uh, let's talk about things going on right now instead of the general world of politics. Yes. Rapid fire. Okay. Okay, cool. As of the day of recording, the biggest news that we have Wednesday, June 22nd, is a massive earthquake struck the northwest portion of Afghanistan. Well, a remote portion of Afghanistan and parts of Pakistan. Current estimates are are over 1,000 dead and over 1,500 injured. The Taliban is asking for humanitarian aid. 
considering you current U.S. sanction laws, they will not get any aid. And this is on top of the fact the country is facing the largest humanitarian crisis that we've seen in recent history. They've faced the largest famine we've seen in recent history. So Afghanistan is, well, truly fucked. Um, anything else to add? Um, hmm. What else can I say? Um, oh, I mean, I didn't actually hear about the earthquake. Instead, I was hearing about Putin and Lithuania. And, um, How did he threaten Lithuania? What, yeah, um, because if... Are you aware of the... What is it? The exclave that is Kaliningrad, that is um, kind of behind Lithuania and Poland? Yeah, that very confusing... Uh, very confusing uh, part of Russia, yes. And because of the EU um, sanctions, and Lithuania is part of the EU, as well as part of NATO, um, Russia is threatening Lithuania because Lithuania is now planning on putting on the sanctions and blocking Russia's ability to bring supplies and drive trucks through Lithuania to bring to their exclave in Kaliningrad, which, you know, it's a whole complicated thing, but that's just how life is with the, the world of, well, sanctions and whatnot. Yeah, Russia's saber-rattling. The, the war is, like, like we said earlier, Russia's gaining ground in the south and east of portion of uh, Ukraine. So who knows what will happen. But Russia's war of words continues. Alright, so that's one piece of news. Um, Noah, you fly a lot. Have you noticed anything weird with your flying habits? Well, for me, I don't know. I've been kind of fine when it comes to flying. Maybe I'm lucky, but yeah. Yeah, well, you are lucky because uh, this summer, American Airlines expects to to, to cancel 20,000 flights, and they're not even the largest uh, cancer of flights. Other airlines have have been dealing with delays and labor shortages. And like American Airlines, 1,800 pilots are retired. Delta Airlines is having had 1,300 uh, uh, pilots retire. Um, Southwest Airlines is having a massive strike. Over 1,000 pilots are striking currently over conditions and, and salaries uh, at the airline. And... Of course, oil prices are sky high. They're now at $105 a barrel. The peak that it's ever hit was $125 during the 2008 recession. So it's just a bad time to be flying in general, and it's only expected to get worse. And this problem happens at it, the entire part of the stack. So there's a shortage of, uh, of, uh, wait, of hostesses uh, or hosts. Yes, those are the words. Flight attendants. Um, there's also the fact that people are more violent and belligerent and stupid on flights. There's also the... Oof, we talked about the pilot shortage. There's also a shortage of air traffic controllers, which, you know, is not a thing you want to have a shortage of if you care about safety at all. And those are some of the items that's wrong there's even like different countries have strikes over their things like i think that was an ex i think that was an issue with uh with a uh, caribbean country this uh this weekend so there's a lot of flight delays a lot of cancellations it's a problem well i have a flight coming up in a few weeks to kentucky and louisville and i feel like that's one of those uncommon enough 
flights, then I might start seeing an issue there. I mean, American Airlines said they're straight up not flying to four medium-sized cities anymore because they just don't have the demand and pilots for it. And they include Ithaca, New York. I think that was the biggest one on the list. Like, Ithaca's not big, okay. but it's like... It's big enough. There's a college there. There's certainly some students who are like planning on flying out there or something who can't all of a sudden. And that's an but issue. Yeah, American Airlines is like, nope, we're not flying there anymore. You can drive four hours. Yes. On top of that, there's a, there's a, there's a, a hostile takeover from JetBlue towards Spirit Airlines and Spirit Airlines and Alaska Airlines won't emerge. And that's a whole corporate mess. But, you know, like how we don't focus on the Twitter and Elon stuff. You can research this on your own. It changes day by day. Oh, speaking of Elon, he's then next up on this list. So, you know how Elon is um, controversial, to say the least? Uh, I just feel like he's been going down a deep rabbit hole of just, like, making his personal PR worse and worse. I mean, his personal PR is so bad that his kid is like, I'm changing my name and I don't want to be associated with him. But that's not that's not what we're talking about to, uh, in this segment. This segment, we're talking about how the king of free speech may have fired several SpaceX employees who criticized his behavior online. Oh, and his uh, potential sexual harassment, uh, uh, alleged sexual harassment behavior. Yeah, free speech. They got fired for their speech, which can be a uh, a uh, NLRB uh, violation like a labor violation for firing someone. So SpaceX is under investigation for that. This is on top of the fact that they settled about their racial discrimination suit recently. And on top of that, of currently fighting a sexual harassment suit, be saying that the company promotes a culture of, se- of sexual harassment. You know, all good things you want to hear from a company whose mission statement, uh, whose corporate rules include don't be an asshole. So, go SpaceX. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, SpaceX, what? That's SpaceX. We're not even talking about Twitter or Tesla. Oh, wait, sorry. Tesla's facing the racial discrimination suit and the sexual harassment suit. Not SpaceX. My bad. Thank you for catching me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else that uh, Elon's involved in that's not doing well right now or has a bunch of bad reputation? Um, Although I think it, the Tesla stock went back up because he said something along the lines of other electrical vehicles are not competition. Hmm. I mean, there was a, he did have an all hands meeting with the Twitter employees where he showed up 20 minutes late uh, and said that there might be fi- there might be firings. On top of that, he's uh, currently firing people at Tesla and on top of that, firing people at SpaceX who disagree with him. So, you know. Elon's just doing Elon stuff. Isn't that fun? Um, okay, what else is there that's going on right now that's also interesting news? In in the state that you're staying in right now, Maryland, the first Apple store has decided to unionize. Oh, good for you guys. Uh, probably in Baltimore, right? Um, I'm not. I'm not actually sure. <laughs> Let me look that up. But yeah, uh, there's we've heard a string of Apple stores wanting to unionize, uh, like in in Grand Central in, uh, um, in Grand Central here in New York. We've heard about that in Atlanta. Uh, Apple store wanted to unionize. So now the first one to who beat everyone else to punch, 
is this Apple store in Towson, Maryland. Oh, Towson is, uh, I think, is around, uh, it's closer to Bethesda, so south of Baltimore. I can be wrong. I only lived in Maryland for a year. But, yeah. They decided to be part of a, of a union. 65 employees uh, voted in favor of being part of the union. 33 voted against it. So, two-thirds. Interesting. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Now I'm trying. I'm wondering if any other Amazon, like any Amazon warehouses, are going to unionize after Staten Island, and seeing something happen here in Maryland with uh, the Apple stores. I wonder if any other Apple stores around the country are going to start. Yeah, I mean, Apple stores, even even um, was it Starbucks? Again, we're seeing this growing yep. movement of people wanting to unionize. Wasn't the Starbucks unionizing down in like Texas or something? I know about Buffalo. I don't know about Texas. Oh yeah, Buffalo maybe. Oh no, I'm trying to think. Um, well, anyways, yeah. yes. Um, I mean, people are starting to realize that as workers, they have influence on uh, the ways companies work. Yes, without em- without employees, companies are nothing. There's also also did you hear like Activision? A lot of them are are unionizing, which is a big deal because Activision is a gaming company. So these are tech workers uh, who are like. Uh, that was about to sound really bad. Um, High earning employees are like, no, we need to be respected better by the company. You can't, you can't hide a, our uh, opinions away, even if we make six figure salaries. It's like you need to do more as an employer. I wouldn't know if it's really. I wouldn't describe it though as exactly high earning. I would say a lot of game studios are don't have a good reputation. Oh yeah, no, for, they suck. Uh, the pay they get, because the reality is, game studios is one of those things where so many people are interested in working in that industry that there's a lot more. Um, interest from employ from people to work then there's interest from companies to hire um therefore actually driving down the cost of hiring these people because it's suddenly more competitive to work in that industry because people think it's a lot more fun than it really is um meanwhile while i'm working in a tech company but that's more targeted towards enterprises and less targeted towards like a consumer cool product type of thing Although I think the product we work on is pretty cool. Um, for now, the company still has this very, I would say, open um, culture of like, they buy lunch for everyone. Um, you get free lunch if you're at the headquarters. And uh, as a person who is working remote, I get lunch expensed for me and stuff like that, which I don't know why I'm focusing on lunch. Maybe it's because I really like food, but that's like a thing where it's, you have a lot of those quality of life um, differences, I would say, when you're working for like, different types of companies but tech is tech is still like this but it might start changing and that's why we'll start seeing a lot of disunionizing happen and um even those big tech companies which are known for having normally or who were originally known for having very good um benefits for their workers i mean no you do realize it's a corporate ploy that's the reason they buy food for you is so that you work longer that is like true. why go out for lunch if the cafeteria opens in, in one hour from now and I can get free food provided by my employer. Well, if I'm here, I might as well work that extra hour. Ooh, or they provide well, free transportation thing, two hours after my shift normally ends. I could just pay for transportation or I could just stay here and work for a bit and then take the, the free uh, shuttle. On top of that, I can get lunch too, dinner too. Yeah. I- valid but i'm gonna also quickly say here um 
in my case, it's a bit different because I get paid for the time I spend for lunch and I have to still drive out anyways um, to go get lunch. The difference, the reason it's paid though is because technically the discussion, discussions we have during lunchtime can actually be considered work. Um, exactly. But yeah. My break involves me being at least a mile away from my job. Mostly because I walk a mile away. But like, yeah, that's the point. I don't know. But yeah, so interesting shift of... Uh, I mean, we've always seen like the shift of labor has been happening the whole time these like last two years. But it's now it's like, I think people are starting to realize the influence they have in the industry and therefore there's more and more um, action by people to uh, start demanding for better respect as laborers. Yep. Um, all right. But yeah, we'll see if this unionization push goes through in more places. But yeah, we have even more news. Noah, you like computers, right? Uh, it's just a little bit. It's not as if I'm absolutely obsessed with them. No, not at all. Remember the thing you were complaining about, about GPU prices being way too expensive? Yeah, I know. Prices? I heard... Uh, yeah. Prices yeah. are finally prices are going, going down. back down to market price again. Sometimes even a little bit below, uh, like the uh, retailer suggested cost. Yeah. Very surprising. And uh, a lot of this is uh, due to the crypto crash that a lot of people are talking about, too. Which we talked about in our last episode. But yeah. Um, Indeed. So, so that, I don't know. That just means that now if you want to have fancy parts for your computer that you're going to build yourself, it's a lot more affordable. Now. But yeah. So the basic explanation is that uh, so for to mine cryptocurrencies, you need to do a series of math problems. And to do those math problems right, you need a series of computers or chips that are specifically good at doing these basic math problems. And GPUs, your graphic processing unit, are very good at doing those math problems. So that's what... They're very good at doing parallelized um, arithmetic because basically the way they're designed is that they have very simple... Okay. Do I want to give a description of what's the difference between a CPU and a no. GPU? Okay, one fine. does simple math, one does hard math, oh, more complex math. The simple math does better for cryptocurrencies, and that's GPUs. Okay, yeah. Well, no, the way I would describe it is your CPU is like having a, a professor from a university doing like really complicated math problems. The thing is, it's just one person, so there's a limit as to what he can do. Well, a GPU is like having a classroom full of kids all doing very simple problems. And basically, the thing is, while the kids are not capable of solving the super complicated math problems the pr professor is, um, the kids are able to work. You can have so many of the kids that they can, in general, produce something more productive for specific situations because um, you can scale a workload, so you can scale a task to be run by all the kids as long as it's simple enough for them to do it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Anyways, those prices are going down. So now you can get your favorite gamer, his his preferred AMD or Nvidia chip at a reasonable-ish price. Yeah. So does that mean I'm going to buy myself a new graphics card? Probably. Nope, probably not because I don't know. I Oh, well, you're not home you're not home often enough to enjoy your computer. Yep, and also, I don't know. I don't really have... 
I, I don't think I need new powerful hardware to do the things I want to do. I need enterprise-grade hardware, which is actually also very powerful. But the difference is it comes with features that you don't find in consumer. And they cost more money. Yeah, that's why I always buy secondhand old enterprise gear. Yeah, speaking of enterprise and a lot of power, Google has been utilizing their massiveness and in and their level of industry to create very powerful language modules. So powerful. Oh, yes. language modules are uh, language AI, so for translation. And I think we're going to talk specifically about GPT-3. I think that is the name of the current... Uh, algorithm model um being used yeah anyways the google ai is so smart and so advanced that one google employee thinks it's a person <laughs> thinks it's a child and it's a learning it's it's sentient okay. and the importance of this is if it's a if it's a sentient ai that means it knows that it's real and has the ability of like you know making its own decisions independently from our inputs like a cognitive smart human being which raises its whole host of uh sci-fi legal and spiritual uh, arguments like can you be a can you have legal personhood even though you're not a person even though you're not you were never born but you were made and what is being human what is being sentient? What is be? What is life? But anyways, this dude thinks it's. Uh, this dude thinks Google did it, and it's like it's real. It's a sentient being. And Google and the rest of the tech community is like, um, what are you smoking? <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Um, mm -hmm. and also for fair reference, our tests are very simplistic. It's. Uh, was it the Turing test? Is that what it is? Um, it's really... The Turing test is, well... Okay, the Turing test is, I think, the one to check if a system is considered realistic enough to pass as a human. Hello? Do you know the CAPTCHA things? You know, can you prove you're a human or a robot? Yeah, that's like based on computer vision, whatever, because generally humans can understand visual data much better than a computer yeah, can. Yeah, usually. A lot of humans suck at it. So if we're using those arbitrary forms, I think there's a decent chance that like a lot of people will be convinced that the AI is like self-thinking and smart. But like, we either need to give ourselves more credit or we really need to pr improve our education system. I haven't decided yet. Maybe both. But yeah, that was a rapid round. We went by quick. Anyways, guys, thank you guys for listening. Um, lovely to talk to you again this week. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Please follow us on, I was about to say off the screen, <laughs> Intersect Pod on Instagram, Facebook. I did, you, okay, you, your internet sucks. I didn't hear a single word of that. But I'm assuming he just said, have a, have a great week. Love you guys. See you guys next week. 